You are listening to The Leak with Rachel Fogletto and Kat Mosley. <laughs> you don't check a motherfucking legend. <laughs> you don't check a legend. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Uh, back to that yeah, in a back moment. To, yeah. Plugging. Um, I know what I'm doing. I am <laughs> tomorrow, Tuesday, August 20th. I am doing stand up on the free improv show at the Grape Room cool. in Maniunk. Yeah, it should be fun. That will be fun. And then, as always, come to Fergie's on Sunday. Do your homework. Um, 23rd, I'm going to be doing speakeasy comedy at Callahan's. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be a fun show. I I, I like that room. It's very fun. Friday night. Do the thing. So, you shared a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool. What? Listen. I like it. I was still in mode of plugging. Pretty cool. It is a neat article. <laughs> it's about you want to talk about it. So yeah, I don't really watch what uh, watch what happens live. I, I don't <laughs> super follow it, but I've had some Real Housewives exposure, and so I've seen Andy Cohen's interview style. But this mm-hmm. story is about. Can you tell um, me a little bit about? Do you know? Uh, just because I don't know that much, is? except I went into a worm, a little wormhole, but. Yeah, Andy Cohen, I guess, has, like, a huge audience. Okay, how I've encountered him is when the Real Housewives have a reunion, he's the person interviewing them and facilitating. So, like, an entertainment talk show? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then I think he has his own talk show called Watch What Happens Live. Got it. I've been assuming all this time that that's just a show he does to talk to people after reality shows. But I guess it's an actual... Like, it sounds like a late-night show format kind of show, except that maybe he takes questions from an online audience. Okay. Um, I was just curious, because I, I, I'm not familiar with... I wasn't familiar with um, either. Well, I know... Well, I'll let you. Sorry. Yeah. With with, with, with medications with Andy's. Off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with a tight. Yeah. I I don't want to ruin it. See, I just ruined it. So I uh, there's a I subscribe to a site called Shadow and Act, um, which seems to me to be about like just what's happening in black entertainment, which in fact is American entertainment, but it is mm-hmm. de- like the voice, the tone, the understandings are less traumatic to me as a reader. It's mm-hmm. more like mm-hmm. aware of the race, racialized world. Um, so I saw the article there, and the title was something like, Titus Burgess te- checks Andy Cohen on Eddie Murphy question or something like that. And I was like, right. oh, what is this? Yeah. Right? And I read the article's breakdown, and they talk about Andy Cohen bringing up Eddie Murphy. And I will acknowledge that like when you first start reading about that it seems benign it seems neutral and then it starts to get a kind of stuff we talked about with Kevin Hart which Mm -hmm. is like do I am I allowed to evolve and rehabilitate it even reminds me of what we talked about with like Aziz Ansari like what is the end game after someone has been outed as part of the Me Too movement is it Mm -hmm. like condemnation forever Mm -hmm. like what actually are we doing and let's keep an eye on like the people we're keeping on the hook are we selecting particular people to keep them on the hook for issues is it suspect like what are we so it reminds do you want to say the question or the oh yeah like the little interaction that happened thank you interaction that happened but because i watched the the thing you watched the video yeah i don't want to miss 
I think, what is the movie there? And the movie there in sounds like something that's like distinctly black. So Titus Burgess is working with Eddie Murphy on something that I think is like, my name is Dolomite. Mm-hmm. And if y'all don't know the comedian Dolomite, like absolutely look him up. D-O-L-E-M-I-T-E. The like house party movies and everything back in the 90s featured him. So they're in a movie that's like distinctly black, right? And, um, more black sounding. And Andy asks Titus whether he's had an opportunity to talk to Eddie Murphy. Yeah. And it already gets quick, which is amazing to Mm -hmm. me. Like, Titus is so on. Yeah, he was like, oh, of course. Of course I talked to him. But I even get the, of course, if this is a neutral question, then what the fuck you mean if I talk to Eddie? I just worked on a film with him. She means that I talked to, like, that's part of the job of film. Um... And then Andy adds, because he was very problematic with the gays. Is that mm-hmm. how he puts it? Yeah, very. He's in, Murphy was very problematic for the gays at one point when I was coming up. Yeah. And his own sentence, like, reveals part of the insanity. He was like, at one point when I was coming up. So Andy Cohen is like a salt and pepper haired individual. So mm-hmm. we know he's talking about a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um. And also, like, so much is going on in that fucking, that, in that exchange. In a, in a little linked article, I don't have, I have the first one. It says that he, like, I guess saw Eddie Murphy when he was a lot younger and was traumatized by his, um, like, anti-gay slurs. Yeah. So then he's got that. But then I think in this, this interview that just happened, like, Titus was kind of like, well, he wasn't, a, I think he said, like, well, he wasn't problematic for Titus or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he was problematic because he loves Titus or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Laverne Cox is also chiming in in the background right. and saying, like, people do evolve. So, mm-hmm. like, both of these queer black artists. Mm-hmm. So this isn't the universe versus Kevin Hart, like, mm-hmm. part two. This is, like, even So white, queer man versus two, yeah. Versus yeah. two queer black people who are being called upon to answer for... For Eddie Murphy. Yeah. So that's... A yeah. fucking legend. That's what struck me is, like, that... Like, I can empathize with the fact that you've been holding on to this experience you had mm-hmm. about Eddie Murphy. Like, but at the same time, like, to to ask a question like that with... Especially if the person isn't expecting mm-hmm. you to answer it. It's like... Mm-hmm. Especially in the times we're living in now with cancel culture. Yeah. It's like now you're asking like a queer black person to speak for, I was saying before we started the podcast, I think, yeah, like I think yeah. of Eddie Murphy as like a legend in the sense that when I was growing up, he was like a big, yeah. he's a big deal. Yeah. He's a big name. So it puts, and and he just worked with him on a movie. So yeah. what's he supposed to yeah. say to that? Yeah. It's Hollywood, motherfucker. Like, when you land an Eddie Murphy movie, we know this about Hollywood. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't check the legend that you're working with on some shit they did. Like, people love Titus Burris. Burge. I mix Mm -hmm. up his name and Hannibal's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hannibal Burris, Titus Burgess. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, it's not his place. And I feel like Andy Cohen, somebody who interviews celebrities who's in Hollywood, should understand. And that, to me, kind of says your supremacy is showing. Mm -hmm. Because you're not recognizing the legend status 
you're, you're, there's a monolith you're seeing that doesn't allow you to get like how textured this situation is. And that like the mere fact that they're sitting there and talking to you about working on this movie shows that there has been some growth and some development. Like you could see the conversation that way. And in fact, our culture, like that's kind of what we see. Oh, these people together means mm-hmm. there has been some coming together. There has been some connection. Yeah, look at the look who Eddie Murphy decided to elevate. Yo, and doesn't you know? have to. No, yeah, absolutely doesn't have to. Yeah, and it's like yeah, like and I'll admit, like I'm not familiar with um titus that mm-hmm. my, like i know his face because like he like and i know he's out there yeah, yeah. like I, I i haven't watched the, the shows he's on was it invincible unbreakable Kimmy unbreakable Schmidt, and he Kimmy had Schmidt. guest spots on 30 rock he was yeah and i know his face he's in a lot of me so it's like when i see him i'm like oh i know who that is but i'm like not the way i know who eddie murphy is so mm-hmm. so easily someone in this position even though he's super famous mm-hmm. i know he's famous mm-hmm. he could still be like the internet could just be like oh you, you worked with eddie murray murphy who's homophobic and it's like he said these things like 20 years mm-hmm. ago this what? Is a long, so you're throwing this person time. under the bus who really doesn't even have the privilege that Eddie Murphy does, and you're trying to associate him with something Eddie Murphy did. Like, it's kind of really fucked mm-hmm, up. Mm-hmm. The whole, the sentence is fucked up at so many levels. Titus's reaction to it reveals how fucked up it is. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of feel like his response is exemplary. His response to me is a little bit the It dream. was so good. Yeah. It was so quick, and then I forget what else he said but he was like no no no, girl go on with your interview yeah like, because andy does try to turn to him and ask him something because i think he mutters something like yeah. i'm just I'm yeah <laughs> and then andy is like what's that and he's like no go on girl get yeah. on with your show yeah yeah like, it's <laughs> very much like and I, it was like so perfect because it's like you're not gonna throw me under this bus yeah. like fuck that yeah you've just crossed a boundary I don't have to conceal how disappointed I am in you and how much you've made me not want to be here. I think that's a behavior that has been trained out of a lot of marginalized people. And I've been having conversations with like basically white women and and like reflecting on how socialized non-dudes can be for approval. Like mm. And how much of our decisions internally are driven by that drive and we don't even see it. So, like, I end up being jealous, even on an identity level, of Titus. Like, mm-hmm. And Titus's ability to just motherfucking say it. And I want to model it, but I am scared. It's been, like, it is a thing, it is a goal of mine to have more people answering what I'm going to call white nonsense mm-hmm. that way. And then, again... Other situations, it might be cis nonsense. It Mm -hmm. might be able-bodied nonsense. But, like, answer... I would love for more people, at least in Titus's position of power, to be able to answer things that directly. We can't all do it. That had to be, like, such a, like, uh, fight-or-flight moment, too. Mm -hmm. Like, because it's, like, literally... I feel like I would see, like, my career flash before my eyes, almost. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, like, are you trying to set me up for some, like, cancel bullshit? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like if you got a problem with Eddie mm-hmm. Murphy, like fucking tweet at Eddie Murphy. You, you know what I mean? Set the internet like, off. On, yeah, yeah. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of like fucking like Sarah Silverman and Janine Garofalo mm-hmm. going to do interviews about projects they're doing. Yeah, and then they they get asked about Louis C.K. Yeah. and what 
what makes the headline? Yeah. Whatever the fuck they said about Louis C.K. out of con- because they had a prior relationship yeah. or like friendship with him or whatever. Yeah. So it's like these women can't go talk about their own shit without having to answer for what Louis did. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. garbage. It's yeah. like the same. It's like it's like I thought I came on this interview to talk about this movie that I did yeah. or this show or project that I did. But yeah. now you want to ask me about Eddie Murphy? Like, are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. And based on what Titus knew of the Yes, because I think Titus has been on the show. This was like his fourth or fifth time being on the show. And Titus's understanding of the show was not that it went mm-hmm. this way. Mm-hmm. And I've only seen Andy Cohen do videos, do because mm-hmm. the clips I see of him, his show are him being messy with the housewives. Mm-hmm. So, or like he'll ask a question and a housewife will get messy. So I was just like, that's. But what those he shows does. are messy, so that makes sense. Are. Yeah, yeah. So when Titus is like, no, that's actually not even what they do on this show. Mm-hmm. And I almost feel like if, like, he has been on the show multiple times. Obviously, they have a rapport. Yeah. I would feel like if we have a rapport like that, why wouldn't you tell me before? Hit me up. Like, hey, can I ask you this on the thing? Like, I want to talk about this. Is that cool? Like, especially something like that. And I'll tell you if I want to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he hit him out of nowhere, not even just that in itself, but as somebody that we have a rapport with each other. So why would you do that to me? Yeah. I, it, it's, yeah, I know that from outside my identity, maybe people think I'm, I'm like jumping the gun when I go ahead and say that this is privilege and white supremacy showing, but like it is, and it almost is because it could be. And Andy Cohen knows better than to make it a situation. Like we don't say I don't know. You don't have a guest on and call them fat. There are way there are like ways mm-hmm. that we work not to be insulting to people. Right. And when people have these lapses, I'm like, where did your brain go? Like, look at that. So that's why my this week and white people thing <laughs> is check your optics. Mm. Like sometimes your empathy isn't right and your heart can't be right because it hasn't been trained to recognize the things that it's doing like in the same way that I've been socialized to be accommodating and I've had to like wake up to myself being accommodating and be like oh shit am I really being me like Mm. and comedy forces me to continue to do that like that's what people in positions of privilege have to do like be on the watch And especially a person who's, like, running a show like this and going to have these particular guests on, I think it's easy when you know someone to, like, just forget about identity and all Mm -hmm. the things that might come up. But again, we have all of this information about how persistent privilege is. Yeah. So where is it going to go if people aren't thinking about this? And for Andy Cohen to be thinking about his own marginalized status Mm -hmm. and then not considering, like, what Mm -hmm. he's doing at the intersection is irresponsible. And in the article, like, the page six article, at least, that I saw, he's like, there is no beef. So he's not even acknowledging what would be, like, so above and beyond would be for him to just break down for himself. Like, Titus is 
What did Titus say? Titus said it is, it's not that type of show. And I don't think that Titus is, has even introduced the mm-hmm. racial language. Did he? Did he say? This I don't know. I couldn't nonsense? find his response, but it said like I like apparently it was on Instagram. Yeah. And it said like because the so the article says after Titus Burgess called him a quote messy queen. Andy Cohen addressed the rumors of an ongoing feud following the actor's appearance on Watch What Happens Live on Sunday. He might not be feuding with me. I'm not. Cohen told Access. So I feel like that's taken out of context, and you know me, I like to see it. Like, it just says he called him a messy queen. So yeah. I feel like, okay, maybe he did, but, like, I still would want to know the con- what did he actually say? Like, yeah. that's just one. Because, you know, those articles always want to, you know, they want to pull out the most... Like um, clickbaity things for everybody to see. They want to hype the conflict. Yeah, I mean, I definitely. Um, I've read something about him saying this is not him interviewing the Real Housewives of Atlanta. This isn't the way he conducts these. He should remember his talk show isn't an episode of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Uh, it's a place where artists come to talk about art and have a little fun. Not a place... Oh, sorry, an ad popped up. <laughs> <laughs> not a place to rehash old issues. Um, that's so fair. Yeah. And that's very, like, concise to the point. Because, again, I'm sure if you brought up race something, then everybody would be like, calls him racist. And then yeah. it's another thing. It sounds like... I'm reading that Titus wants to fucking, like, do his job. Yeah. And not be pulled into, like, Twitter drama or whatever. This is so tricky. Titus did not show up for work, which is, like, doing that interview is work. He's Mm -hmm. working for the film that he was on. And he has to represent it. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the promo tour. And Andy knows this shit. Andy knows it when he's tossing, mm. when he's lobbing this 30-year-old Eddie Murphy stuff. Yeah, at Titus, he garbage. knows that he's on the promo trail. So there's all of that. And then I mourn a little bit for the fact that, like, it would be nuclear for Titus to say the thing which is most true and probably most instructive, which is this is some white nonsense. Mm-hmm. Like look Mm -hmm. at what you're look at us Mm -hmm. look at you and like that's the only way you're going to recognize the violence and all that you've just said to me and the injustice and how you are conducting this interview right now and it's enough to say how dare you ask me this question and leave it neutral but for me watching the interview and i think the reason it's on shadow and act i think that what's obvious in the interview is obvious like it's right there in front of us um even the assumption that you can impose on him the duty mm-hmm. to check a legend that he's working with. Well, and also, like, the basically, like, forcing, I guess, forcing him to be gay before black. Yeah. Yeah. And not taking that into consideration. Because yeah. it's, like, yeah, there's, like, what is he, what can, what is he actually supposed to, like, I think his response was so perfect, it's like, well, he didn't, he wasn't problematic, he didn't have a problem, no, that's, I said before, he wasn't, is problematic for, he said, he didn't have a problem with Titus, like, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, like, the most, it's, like, that kind of speaks for itself, mm-hmm. it's, like, again, he was working with me, so, mm-hmm. 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 so, mm-hmm. like, 30 years later, however long it is, 23, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He does handle it really well. 
And he leaves it for people who write articles like the one I saw in Shadow and Act. He leaves it for them to go ahead and address what's there. Because in the moment, his job is not social change. His job is promoting a fucking movie. Like, that's Mm -hmm. his job in the moment. Um, But I will admit that it brings up some feelings for me to see people put on the spot that way. Um, And again, I'm super excited by the way that they did handle it without taking the bait. Like, without... Mm -hmm. Yeah. It wasn't bait. I really don't think that Andy Cohen was baiting them. I just think... um, They're... That he, it's super, super privileged, which is infuriating to me. That's why it was hard for me to come up with words just now. Like, what he's doing is absolutely gross Mm -hmm. in spite of his intentions. Like, are you intending to respect these artists when Mm -hmm. you ask this question? Because that's really what it should be. Are you intending to help them celebrate their work when you ask this question? No, you're intending to take down somebody who hurt you. And then you're not looking at the very relationships. Like, how might Titus have looked up to Eddie Murphy and Mm. had conflicting feelings about Eddie Murphy? Right. So you're even acting like you're introducing something that Titus might have forgotten. Right. Or maybe he wasn't thinking about the entire time. Yeah. Like, he has the option not to think about 80s Eddie Murphy at all. But probably has had his own work to do about yeah. working with him. Yeah. So you're taking, there's a way that he's owning the oppression for all of them and directing it in an area where he has absolutely no expertise. Like, check your optics. You know nothing about what should be taking place in those relationships, Andy Cohen. Like, nothing at yeah. all. And again, it's like, just go to the source. It's like, it would be one thing if, like, he had Eddie Murphy on the show and just wanted to confront him about it. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. I'd be like, all right, yeah. well, Eddie Murphy is a, you know, he's an adult. He's a big boy. He can, yeah. He can handle yeah. that. Let Eddie answer <laughs> for Eddie. Yeah. And maybe that's what Andy, like, Andy, if you want to, because I know Andy Cohen listens to us. Yeah, right? Um, <laughs> but you want to make a bold move in media? Ask Eddie. Tell Eddie he hurt you. And, like, ask him, like the Black Lives Matter activist mm-hmm. asked Hillary, like, mm-hmm. ask him how his heart has changed yeah. now that he's working with Titus Burgess. Yeah. yeah. I do believe people can change. I, I don't think people are damned forever. And Could you imagine if we were all damned in our mistakes, oh like, to just God. be that way forever, like, stagnant? We would all still be shitting our pants. Like, that's yeah. if, if people didn't even Metaphorically oh. and literally. <laughs> I'm just reminded, like, Eddie, like, a few episodes ago, I talked about this, and it's still astounding to me that this was part of what I was taught to tolerate in the world. People used to talk to me in an Eddie Murphy tone of voice, which was this very affected stage presentation. If you see Eddie Murphy talking to Arsenio Hall, that's not the tone of voice that he uses. People were talking to me in his performative speech patterns, because that was that's how they the thought. best they had. Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. That's who the fuck Eddie Murphy is. He taught people to talk to black people, apparently. Like, I mean, I don't think that was... It's but, yeah, twisted. It probably wasn't his intention. But, right. Yeah. That was some people's inroad. Yeah, that was, was what I they... watch Eddie Murphy comedy. <laughs> that was their takeaway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I don't speak Eddie Murphy, by the way. I don't, I don't, I speak certainly don't times. yet. <laughs> and I will go ahead, like, on the accountability piece. I don't necessarily encourage people to go and dig it up. And the jealous, oppressed part of me is like, if you're gonna dig up Eddie Murphy's misogyny and homophobia, actually, you can dig up his misogyny. But if white people are going to dig up Eddie Murphy's homophobic remarks and troubling news stories about him with a mm-hmm. trans woman, mm-hmm. also do some slavery Googling. Just mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. look at the making of the culture from which Eddie Murphy came. Like, you have to do it. And also look at the way that he's evolved since then. But I will say... For as funny and legendary as those stand-up routines are, like, what is it, Delirious and the other one? I don't watch those. Mm -hmm. I don't watch them. I don't post parts of them. I don't refer back to Eddie Murphy's stuff. I think that if I were booking him with that, if I were a booker with that content and he came across my desk, I would stay away from it. Right. Like... Because it's old true. too. Yeah, it's again like I can think of some of my favorite comedians. I'm sure if I like went back and watched like something Margaret Cho said like 20 years ago, and I've grown up watching her. Like I'm sure she said problematic things. Yeah, yeah. It's like everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just the the context, and again the context of like yeah where where people are coming from is really important you made me think of a retort for andy cohen that doesn't even necessarily get in necessarily get into like comparative oppression or competitive oppression but like what i could say to him is have you had a conversation with the world that made that stand up famous Mm -hmm. like the things eddie murphy said and did Mm -hmm. were purchased they were famous they were accepted by Mm -hmm. an entire culture of people he gained legendary status on this stuff he did it, but the world did it. So, mm-hmm. like, how about your conversation with the whole fucking world that made this man rich and famous for saying and doing these things? Like, have you made peace with the world? And he's going. Has anyone made peace with the world? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, yeah, that's Context shit. is important. Yeah. Yeah, so the tip is really, like, look at you. And the people you're talking to, like, look at. I I feel like we're closer to Martin's dream when everybody is thinking about race. Mm. Mm-hmm. All the time. Yeah. Which is, ironically, I think, the, the opposite of what white people take from it, mm-hmm. which is like, I'm colorblind. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, it's mm-hmm. like literally always there. Like, like, we can coexist by acknowledging that it's there mm-hmm. and it has an impact on our history. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and on our today. Okay, do I have a my bad? Let's. No, girl, I've been perfect for weeks. (laughs) Me too. Me too. I've been so perfect. My Uh, yeah. My ongoing my bad is just the moments when I'm not funny. I'm authentic, but not funny. Like (laughs) I had a PMS moment at Fergie's with a dude running the light and I'm like all oh, my God. fucking that's night. fair you know what I mean that's not even PMS like I wouldn't even blame that on PMS I yeah it's so like, true that just was, don't run the light that's a valid rage Look, no I'm, matter what I'm not accepting that as a my bad thank you <laughs> <laughs> thank you my bad rejected yo we need a sound effect <laughs> <laughs> like a loser sound 
<laughs> yes. I'm the light, and if I'm PMSing, especially don't. On top of it. Light. Yeah. So I really can't restrain it. Because then I might cry or something. Like, yeah. PMS makes you do weird stuff. Yeah. I just, like, railed on him, and I did the same teaching. Oh, my God, that's why this is up for me. Because I was like, look at you. It was white, dude. And look at me. Mm-hmm. You should figure that you are oppressing me in some way. So yeah. I put on you just that's by perfect. being here. You should figure. <laughs> I shook the thing, you know, and I have keys on my phone. So I get louder in lighting a person. I think so. that's a good response. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Don't run People the light. People didn't laugh. All the white dudes in the room at the time did not laugh. Oh, God. <laughs> don't run the light. Just don't. We good? Mm-hmm. All right.